Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Men of God podcast. As usual, we are joined by our lovely group of hosts. We got three cameras going you know, for the quality, quality content that you guys subscribe for. Um, we thank you all for tuning with us again. We know we've been off the grid shaky up until recently, so we're thankful that y'all continuing with us. Um, as always, my name is Ade. Y'all can introduce yourselves. It's Jonathan. I'm Josh. And I'm Tema. And we are, I just said what we are, but, <laughs> but, let's, but let's get it, <laughs> but let's get it going today. Uh, today we're going to start with Teme's topic about uh, the dreaded word that comes across every Christian's mind, the hashtag season of singleness. <laughs> Talk to us, man. Yeah, it's just, I was thinking about it because I think we had a conversation about, or like, uh, a talk about this you know it's a very common thing especially within the christian community to talk about the season of singleness you know it's like a word thrown around and I, in my head i'm thinking yeah it's just because you don't have anyone that's why they call it a season of singleness. it's just a nice way of saying bro you're single deal with it but it's just like i feel like it has become such a dreaded season just because of like the way it has been painted like oh yeah uh, it's a season, you know. It's it's uh, like you said, it's a, an expectation for you to be married. So then it's almost like for this season, the price of it is for me to get married. But I think the way I look at the season of singleness is is very different. It's like, oh, it's not for me just to get married, but it actually in this place that I'm able to know who I am and know what I want. Because I think I was talking to Ade, I was telling him like. Not every girl you think is cute would be a girl that you would choose to talk to, you know. So like, mm-hmm. it's it's in this it's in this space. It's in this space. It's in the space that you're at that you're able to navigate through that. Like, okay, like, what are my likes? What am I looking for? What makes this girl that I choose to pursue different from all the million girls that I could possibly c- pursue? And then it, it is only when you're alone that you're able to understand that. So. Uh, yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on like the single season, the dreaded single season? <laughs> <laughs> that is single season. Um, I think for myself, I was a person that didn't like it at first, just because like I mean, when you go to college, at least for me, like I went to an all boys private high school. Dang. So for me, yeah. So imagine four years of like zero female interaction and then, and then you go to college and you're like wait there's black women here I was like dang and they all love God like what the <laughs> 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 but, so I think for me like when I first started except not accepting that's, that's, I mean, that makes it sound bad but like <laughs> when I first started understanding that like life happens in seasons, then I was like, oh, I'm probably going to be here for a while. And I think quarantine helped me fi- figure out, like, who I was a lot more and how much not ready I was for that, which is funny because I was going to shoot my shot with this girl I was talking to, like, before all that. And <laughs> let me just say it would, it would not have, no. God, uh, <laughs> shout out to God for being Shaq on that one. But, <laughs> but <clears throat> I mean, I think the season of singleness is important because... First of all, I was one that didn't even like calling it that because it sounded very cringy. And it was like, like you know how like Christian guys are usually like, oh, yeah, I'm just feeling called to see the singles right now. And then they'll hook up with the girl like two days later. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like, well, I mean, what kind of guy was you talking to? Because mine said, you know, but 
I think it's important. <laughs> <laughs> you said a season's longer than three days. <laughs> um, but I think it's important to just like realize who you are, the things that you like, the things that you don't like, the person that you want to be, the person you don't want to be, the girl you want to pursue, the girl that you don't want to pursue. And I think it goes the same way for like women too, because I think for I think in the church there's like a very big expectation of like if you're not married by like 25 then something's wrong with you either like you just don't got game like that or like gay or like you know just just something mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. Temi's also nigerian so you know the whole thing about like if you if you don't get married by like the by like the time that you're like 30 everybody's like ah are you gay and it's just like <laughs> no i just don't want to you know get with anybody but yeah no i i just think it's important i mean it's it sucks sometimes like if we're being single especially this past valentine's day like I, I don't know if y'all was on the gram like that but i mean everybody was gay. <laughs> either somebody was engaged married gonna get married they just got a new bay and it's just like i don't want to compare that because that's not like a christ-like way to, to like look at things but it was hard i mean to like look at everybody that's around you and be like wow like y'all got something that i want and don't have yet because i'm not ready for it like that's hard to sit with but i think god wants us to sit with that because it's not like he's this like angry old man saying like no dating yet it's like god loves his children and it's like he doesn't want you to get into something that even though you might enjoy it for a period of time ultimately ultimately will be like detrimental to you and your growth so mm-hmm. oh worst part is about that instagram you will stay off and on valentine's day but the algorithm will still punch you still, and still punch you the next day and you're like oh you didn't see it this day bam you're gonna hit a, get hit with it the next day <laughs> exactly. but i like what you said today and the point is you know it's not really to you know everyone may you know hate it that it's a season that you know you have to go through but it's a necessary season that, you know, sometimes takes people longer than others. Just like, you know, God's plan is different for other people than, you know, you or, you know, me or John or Teme. But you, it's all about figuring out who you are during that season and really spending time by yourself. Because, like, at the end of the day, even though you have, you know, a girlfriend, a wife, fiancé, and then, you know, eventually a spouse when you're married, you're not going to, you know— be with them every day or you're not gonna probably want to be with them every day because each person has their own you know space so if you're not you know content with you know being happy alone then are you gonna be you know content with being happy with the, you know someone else when they're not around what are you gonna do and I think that's something you know God is really trying to you know preach and like you know bring into our lives it's like this is about you developing who you are because if you rush into something it's so easy to like rush back out when it's all said and done. Mm. So it's, you know, really about, you know, finding that, find that right person, you know, and God helps you find that right person by, you know, praying on it, like, you know, going to him for guidance, praying on like, you know, the word, all these things, you know, don't, you know, happen like quickly. One of my favorite quotes from my dad is, you know, act in haste, repent in like leisure. So it's like if yeah, it's like if you like you know act in you know haste, it's like and you mess up, you're probably gonna be you know repenting a little bit and like you know your it's like your leisurely time because like was this really the correct decision that I made or was this just a decision based on like the spur of the moment? Like you know you probably heard of people whose stories of like they went to college with their with their significant other or they chased someone to college and it's like all right, why would you do that? 
Like, that's just like, mm. why would you ever chase someone to a, like a state just because, you know, that was your person that you saw yourself with, not who God saw yourself with. So, you know, if you do that, then God's like, oh, you went to that bet. You're stuck in the state then. Have fun. <laughs> and if you transfer, you're going to be behind in credits. So, yeah, it's honestly that. And, you know, people may hate it. People may not like it. You know, the like, you know, the single season, but it's called a season for a reason. And as I said before, seasons don't end in, you know, three days or, you know, like a month because March is, March and summer is in fall. They're more than a month. They can be three months. They could be, you know, four months. They could be a year. The goal is to trust in God for your single season. And then, like, once, you know, God has, you know, given you the okay or once, you know, you've learned the lesson in your single season, then you're ready to, like, you know, like, unlock that next step. So, actual. Yeah, like, how I see, like, the single season, it's, like, kind of like how, um, if you remember the, the first conference we went to, where I think it was one of the, the breakout sessions we all went to, where they got, like, the really two, like, whole pieces to come together, not two, like, broken pieces. Mm-hmm. So how you usually see it, it's, like, because when I want to get a relationship, I want to be, like, at least the best version of myself at the time. You know? I don't want to be, like, completely perfect, but, like, at least I want to be at a, at a certain point where I'm like, fully comfortable where, where I'm at, you know? So I, I just take the time to, like, really, like, work on everything I want to work on as a person. So, like, when I do get in a relationship, I don't have to deal with, like, like all of my baggage. I want to get all that handled first. So I'll be like, all right, you know what? And I, I'm all at, at a point where I'm like, okay, you know, I think I can get a relationship now. But then it's like, all right, bet. And I'll hop into it. I don't want to go into something with, like, a bunch of problems. And then now they got to deal with my problems. And then, or, <laughs> you know what I'm Or deal with something. But they have a lot of things I got to deal with their stuff. And it's, like, a whole problem. They just, it just won't work out. So that's kind of how I see it. Just, like, the season is, like, it's just me working on myself. Knowing that God may be saying, like, yeah, you're not fully ready yet. And then, like, once I am get fully ready, this, all right, maybe the season might end. Maybe move to the, the actual season. You know, it's like the preseason, just move into the regular season, you know. Who knows? Or the, or the playoffs, but whatever. But, um, he said playoffs. <laughs> yeah, he said playoffs. But, you know, so that's kind of how I... Trying to compete for that ring. Right, <laughs> no, right, seriously, right. seriously. But, it's a, and even then, it's like, you don't always want to be, you know, like, no one's 100% complete. Like, right, that's right. what I feel okay. like, because you all, like, there's always something to learn in a relationship. You're never going to be, you know, like a hundred percent you know like healed from like whatever you're doing but the goal is to be at least like above like 95 percent healed or like you know healed or you know whole so when you go into that then you know yeah because a hundred percent is perfect and right, like right, right. yeah we're not going to be a perfect going into relationship right. so yeah i do also want to talk about this like fake standard that we have in the christian community where it's like what there's like this false pretense of like once you stop desiring a relationship, God will give it to you. Mm. That's not, like, how it works. Because oh, we're, we're people that weren't meant to be alone. So, like, how, like, even just think just thinking about it sounds backwards. Like, how can God, like, say, oh, he, like, you know, he, now, now you know, Temme doesn't care about it. I'm going to give him a girl. Like, that, that makes no sense. Yeah. And I think church a lot of times tries to, like, purge the desires first instead of saying to, like, make them like purified and like make them like like sanctify like you can still you can still desire a girl just what type like yeah like in, in, instead of thinking about her looks think about how, she, how she'll raise your kids in the future mm-hmm. that's kind of stuff that we gotta talk about not just like saying oh you know you're young you got time to think about whatever like yeah i do but like i'm I also i'm a straight guy and i want like, yeah and i want you know i want a girlfriend but so I think, like, Who's bringing the desire to... <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, man. <laughs> but I think it's, like, bringing the desire to God first is what's, is what's important. And to Josh's point, making sure that you're, like, whole before you do it is the most important part.
part of it because you don't want to be bringing no baggage into something like that. Especially like, I don't know if if y'all see this, but like the the girls that like we're friends with and that we know, like they ain't got time for no kind of like no like right foolishness Look, no funny Chris, business Christian women Christian women are ready to go Bro. Oh, 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 it's go time it's go they time are, they are ready seven to days play. a week and twice on Sunday twice on <laughs> Sunday look man like tell me knows like these these women that we know like y'all know who you are if you're watching y'all are so like prayer warriors and like y'all ain't got time for no type of like dude to be like oh yeah I mean no that's cool I'll do it no. yeah 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 what do, what do you need yeah I get it yeah huh yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, no. I, yeah, I go now. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. What do you need? Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm in now. I'll pick it up. Yeah. What? Now I just left. You want me to go back? Ah, uh, you man did the voice. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, Christian women have... Which is good because y'all should. And Christian mentioned the same thing, but like, strong. they have very, very high standards. So I think for Christian men, we also we should have the same thing, but also we should like be be ready to meet those standards. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like there was this quote that I saw on Twitter where it was like, "You cute, but can you pray?" And it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, she, she might look good, but like, you know, when you need prayer or like when you got to cast on a demon, like, are y'all ready to go? And, and and prayer is different than prayer sometimes because you can you can pray but can you really pray? No, no, yeah. Like, <laughs> can you really pray? Like, can you pray? Like, like, <laughs> like, like, I'm not just saying like you know like a like a one like you know five second prayer and be done with it. Like, are you really to sit down and you know like as a day said you know cast out these demons? You ready to you know like pray over a city? You ready to you know do all that? Because honestly, at the end of the day. That's what these that's what these women are talking about, cause as a, he said, the woman that we're friends with, bro, they ain't got time for no, no kind of foolishness. Uh, <laughs> they on a hundred every day, every day for Jesus. So, yeah. And to your point about standards, everyone should have a standard. And if you don't have a standard, I'd say you're doing a disservice to yourself. Yeah. And having a standard is different than having a preference. Mm. I'm gonna say it again. Speak on that. Having a Speak standard is different than having a preference. Because there's always been this talk about, you know, preferences and, you know, what is, you know, acceptable for you as a person to, like, have in your, like, you know, girlfriend category of, you know, like the like the chut marks are like, what does this person do? Like, what does she look like? Can she do this? And, you know, we talked about Mike Tyler a lot. One of his greatest things was that little checklist where you write down the checklist and you look at it and then you rip it up because that might not be who God is wanting you to be with. That's who you want to be with. But it's different than having a standard, which is setting uh, standard can be another thing as boundaries. Like you're setting, you know, yourself up to be like, you know what? This is who I am. This is what I'm starting to get in life. This is what I want in life. That's the standard, not a preference. So that's also, you know, something to take a look in in your single season. And that's what a single season is for, to really have those talks with yourself and God so that, you know, when the time comes, you're like, all right. This is my standards. This is the preferences that I wanted, but no, this is the preference that God has put them together, and then whoever comes along the way that God wants to comes along the way. Yeah. Also, fellas, don't lower your standards. Don't. When, Please don't. Because, like, listen, the, listen. I, I'm speaking as somebody that that's been single since I was 16 years old. I'm 20 years old right now. It gets hard. The season is like it gets tough out here, especially around like, like Valentine's Day, spring break, summer vacation. We're like. 
everyone's like you know taking those beach pics with their boo vacation vacation or whatever else or let you not go on christian tiktok and see all them little like couple bible study type things you know what i'm talking about where it's like i deleted my tiktok i deleted my tiktok it's like yo like you'll see a girl that is like fine and she'll list like you know i'm looking for for this on TikTok, you'll be like, I'm looking for a guy that I can pray. I'm like, I'm not guy, I'm not guy, I'm not guy. Or when you go on TikTok, you get hit with those videos like where they have their preferences like dun 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 dun, dun and like have six foot eight. Yeah. Like and I'm just and I'm just, and I'm just <laughs> like six six months, I, I'm like I'm like well I'm like I'm like hey y'all yeah, trying y'all trying try to see the Lord <laughs> I'm like y'all trying to build a stairway to heaven like, <laughs> like like no but yeah no like at like two a day's point again it's like don't don't lower your standards the standards that you set for yourself are important for when you you know eventually go off into the world. You're finding a spouse to, you know, get married to. And you want to keep those standards even when you're in a relationship. Because it's very easy, you know, once you get into a relationship, you get into that cupcake phase where you start to, you know, like, lower your expectations. And then that's when, like, you know, the confusion starts to happen because you're like, all right, you know what? I'm in a relationship. Now what? And it's like... (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I never thought I'd get to this point. <laughs> I never thought I'd get this far. This is only like, what, level 10? But yeah, like the goal is to keep those standards because those standards are most definitely important to you, even in a relationship as they are in your single season. Yeah. And, and I think uh, this is not a discouragement for, for people to, to not get per- pursued people because I, I believe it's, it's important for us to pursue, but what is important is how you pursue you know mm. are you actively pursuing people because like to be an act in to be in an active pursuit or the way that i i'm trying to explain it is you know friendships you know what are your friendships like you know if there's a woman that you're interested in do you know who she is you know because it's it's so easy to have an idea of someone in your head and say yes this is who i'm going to chase and then when you finally chase the person then you get to know the person you're like shoot I don't like nothing about this person. So I'm like, bro, you were, you were not what I expected. So it's like, I think that's where that, that when you have healthy friendships and relationships, it, it helps you really navigate, okay, is this was I really infatuated by this person or an idea of this person? Or when I see the whole image, is it still something that I want? And I think this is going to talk, talk, talk into your, your topic because it's like, a lot of people just go in and say, oh, yeah, 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 this, this looks good, this is good. And then they kind of, like, brush off things that don't look good, you know. They're like, all right, you know, f- forget the red flags, you know. I'll, I'll forget those. But then when they, eventually, when, they eventually get to, <laughs> <laughs> when they eventually get into it, they were like, oh, shoot, now I'm seeing the red flags clearly. Said, but you yeah. weren't seeing it before because you were so infatuated. So, like, don't, don't neglect red flags when you see them you know if if you have your standards and and things that you're looking for and and when you're going in pursuit and you're navigating through your different friendships you're like okay what is this woman like in this specific area it's like all right all right all right cool you know i can deal with that you know this is something that god has graced me with the ability to deal with so i'm 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 willing so like if she if she matches all those standards without you having to compromise i'm like sure man like shoot your shot man 
Like, go go for the lady, but make sure that if you're going for the lady, you're not backing down halfway through it or you're not changing your mind. Make sure that if this is who you're going to go after, make sure your mind is set and also be prepared for failure in, in, in the case where the, the feelings are not re- reciprocated, where it's like, oh, like, shoot. But as long as you were a man with vision, because I think what, what happens with Christian men is that they leave women in this space of, Oh, I'm trying to be single. Men are trying to be single, but then they're really trying to interact with women in a way that it's deeper than just friendship. Mm. So then women are left feeling led on. And I, I, I'm going to confess, I've been that guy, you know, just being the nice guy or the good Christian brother. But then it's <laughs> like taking more. It, it, uh, the relationship gets deeper than just friendship. So we have to be careful when navigating through that where it's like, okay, this is my boundary with women. But if, if this woman is one that I'm going to pursue, I have to make sure that I am serious about my pursuit. It's not that like I'm trying to play around or I'm still kind of like testing the waters and then I, I'm hot one day, the next day I'm cold. Um, no, like if you're going in, go in. If you're not, don't. Don't try to step in and then step out the next minute. Yeah. He said, I'm a, he, <laughs> basically with the vision, he said, I can see clearly <laughs> now. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, that's that's definitely like an important thing to, you know, discuss because it's very easy because there's like a fine line between, you know, being like being friends and want to be, you know, something more. And that's when intentionality comes into, you know, play because as you uh, to your point time it's like are you really being you know intentional with you know pursuing this woman that you know that you want to go out with or that you have an attraction to because it's very very easy to slip into you know a friendship mode and then it's left in like a state of you know suspense like all right like you know like what are like what are we like are we friends are we like this because you know your actions are saying one thing, but the, mm-hmm. like you know, your you know what you say and your goals are saying something else, and it's very hard to do that, especially in quarantine because in quarantine it's very hard. And as soon as you get into like adult friendships, like maintain friendships and like you know find that common ground. So it's like, what do you like? What do you do in that like area? And that's like that's just an open question because. Right now, it's specifically hard to, you know, like, find find friends, especially, you know, be friends with, you know, women who, like, you do have your friendships with. But then again, it's like, you, if you have friendships, you want to potentially ruin that friendship by saying, oh, I want to be something more. Or do you sort of, you know, like, let it draw its course to see where it goes? And then that could also lead into, like, you know, some different troubles. So, like, you know, like, to your point, like, that's, a you know, being intentional is one of, like, the first things to do. But... If you want to be friends with them first and figure out who they are, that's sort of like it's. I'd say like it's a slippery slope sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I want to bring up <clears throat> boundaries because I think to your point about like just making sure that your, that your heart's in the right place. Boundaries can help a lot with that because people look at boundaries, especially in the Christian community, as like things to like restrict you, which they are to an extent. But boundaries ultimately are to protect not just your heart but also the woman who you're friends with and want to like potentially be with her also because like feelings are fickle they're here one day and then they're gone the next so you might feel something for this person 
in one day because y'all might be talking on the phone like late at night or something. Like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's telling you, "Oh, you cute." You're like, "Oh, you like She made me butterflies inside. But like, but no, but like that's real. It's like, um, so so you might feel something like that in the moment, and then that next day when it's when it's you know in the morning on Sunday morning, you see her and you're like, "Oh, I don't." think I want to do this anymore. but it's like that's crazy but it's like but but it happens and like I mean it's happened to me before and it's like you know boundaries can help with that because then they're they're meant to protect your heart also because mm-hmm. the the reality is each guy has a type and each guy has like what they like but there's multiple women out there that will fit that type mm-hmm. and what you what you don't want to do is you don't want to like which I which I've been guilty of this is like you don't want to like like Swing your feelings from one person to the next because of like how they might you know look or how you might vibe on a certain day or a certain moment or whatever. So, with boundaries, and that could look different for any people. Like I know for myself, like um, uh, one of my friends who's who's a woman, like like we don't talk on Facetime past like past like eleven, and that and that's like a thing that like that like she does for like all her male friends. Yes, but, sir. But 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 but, but it, it works and it's good. And I think that a lot of guys don't want to do that because, I mean, if, if we're just being real, emotional dating is, if it, it feels good, like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if it feels good to fantasize and to get your heart attached to something like that, otherwise, God wouldn't give us the tools to avoid that. Mm-hmm. So I think for boundaries, like, just figure out what, what, what's needed to protect your heart because at the end of the day, that's what they're for. That's what I'm saying. Like, man, don't don't be talking to no one past like ten or eleven, like office hours. Office, <laughs> office, <laughs> office hours, you know. <laughs> Once they close, they close. And I, you know, that's a great, you know. Close on Sunday. <laughs> exactly. <My> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like make sure you don't bite off more than you can chew. But um, yeah, like again, to your point about the like the phone and whatnot, that's a great, you know boundary to have because as you said emotional dating is like you know it's real people like to get attached to an idea and if you spend you know hours talking on the phone past past that 11 o'clock starts to get to you know like 12 o'clock minds can wander you know what you might not be wrong because <laughs> hey look guess who wants to prey on your emotions then you guess know that meme of uh um Odrusky, he's like he's like what you mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Hey, hey, look, as you said, God, hey, look, God doesn't take any days off. The devil don't take any days off. Like, he matches them tick for tat. So it's like, you know, make sure that, you know, the, the right the right one is, you know, guiding your emotions during that time. Is it God or is it the devil? Because you don't want him to be guiding you when, you know, you could talk about who knows what past 12 o'clock. Cause that's just how it goes. You can blame it on tiredness. You can know. You, I know where your mind is going. <laughs> so yeah, no. But make sure you you know you have that boundaries because if like, as I said, you know, acting haste or penalties or some things that you say cannot be taken away, fellas. They can. They can. <laughs> they cannot. And once you cross that boundary, it can get real awkward if you see them again, especially in church. So uh, <laughs> so uh, so uh, <laughs> you can you can unsend those DMs, but God sees everything. Uh, you can you can unsend. <laughs> now now you have to do the work of reconciliation. Uh-huh. Reconciliation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I gotta go back and talk to her like that. Exactly. Exactly. I'm gonna put you the, the, when you're going to church. The usher's gonna seat you right next to her. Right. Next <laughs> to her. Yeah, I imagine because God is funny like that. 
Hey, exactly. Look, bro. God, God has ways of letting you know you done messed up. So, <laughs> <laughs> you laughing, but it's true. I would also add on is like, I think one thing I told my friend, like she, she would be like, I'd be like, yo, you need to really slow down sometimes because she be trying to like speed run into relationships. I'm like, yo, she said speed run. It's like you're moving at like 50 miles per hour and you're skipping all the signs and saying, yo, watch out, and you're missing them. And you can be slowing down, and then you will see the signs a little bit. Beforehand, I'm like, yo, these signs, he, dude, always been like this. Like, it's not like he, he just began like this. He was just moving that fast. You didn't even see it happening yet. Now you, you're complaining to me about it. I'm like, yo, like, slow down, and it, it, it it'll, it'll get to, it get to you a little easier. And of course, you find some advice, and it's working out this time. Like, see, thank you. You see, like, I got you. So, like, relax. Like, you over here trying to get the fastest time in like 18.5 <laughs> seconds and get a relationship. Like, yo, it's, it's not that deep. Like, you can take your time when you get a relationship. It's, it's not. A race, like I'm, I'm trying to get a shorty first. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, come on, yo, like, relax. Honestly, the thing is, some people look at it as a race, though, because they think of it as you know, because different. See, different people. It's like they might not say it, but it's like people are keeping their options open, which you know, in the grand scheme of things, I really don't, you know, like know what the whole. I really don't have like opinion on like keeping the options open. Like you know, if you. You know, if you're saying, you know, you're doing something exclusively, then chop off all these people. But, you know, if you know, like, in your single season and you're still in that season and, you know, you're keeping your options open, then, you know, keep your options open. Just let, you know, people know, you know, transparency. That's why people are in a race because they think, oh, everyone's vibing after the same woman or women are thinking, oh, everyone's going after the same men, especially in the church scene because everyone's rushing up because that speed up because everyone in the church is like marriage. You, 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 you literally see it everywhere in the sermons in the breakout rooms in you know when you're fellowshipping like no matter where you go people are either you know boot up people are going coming to church together people are, like it's 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 literally like everywhere or they go to mm-hmm. church looking for somebody or they go to or they go to church and the sole <laughs> fact of looking at someone which if you if you're only going in church to find someone then you better check your you better check your heart and go right to Tinder. You sound like you sound like a little boy stacking them chairs. He's like, let me get your chair. Let me get three chairs. That's how dudes flirt and freaking like like like. You did it. You did it. I did. It's like, come on. It's like, every, see, when you're a kid, it's like, everyone's done it once. Like, everyone has admitted to, you know, being that kid where it's like, you found that, you found that girl, and then it's like, all right, I'm going to be a simp for today. I will get your chair, and I will get your chair, <laughs> and your chair, because I want to keep my options open. When I see a girl, like, a young girl, I'll be on the drums, I'm like, I'm about to go crazy today. She's like, she's like, she's like, for some reason, your skills, like, your skills are automatic. <laughs> for some reason, your skills just heighten every time you see a girl you're interested in. You're just like, oh, yeah, she here. I bet. <laughs> it's like adrenaline. Bet. I can carry five chairs. Y'all ever been playing ball? And then, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone comes up. You start shooting 75% from the three. <laughs> yes. Start doing jelly layups and everything. I think one thing I wanted to say was that um, I love how, you know, as Christians, we have this view on relationships or love in general. You know, we, we have an understanding that love gives. Same way God loved, He gave. Yeah. And when it comes to relationships too, it, it is a space of service. 
So when we're looking at relationships, you know, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I'm just looking for someone to fit these criteria or do things for me. But ultimately, what we're looking at is that am I ready to serve this person? And that's why we look at, like, people on their bad days. Like, if this girl is going through this, you know, am I going to be the guy who's going to be ready to deal with that mess? Or would I just give up on her? You know, we have to we have to have an understanding of those things because, like, ultimately, relationships are a space for us to serve one on, on a, one another, and that's what love is. So I think it, it's good to have um, your different criterias and your different standards, but then ultimately you're looking at if I get into this, would I be willing to serve this person? And then we look at like marriage. I'm like, bro, some people are married 50 years. I'm like, dang, that's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I've been <laughs> together. 50 years, bro. You know how long so you 50 gotta, years of services? <laughs> you got to really count the cost. Okay. <laughs> so that's why, that's why you can't leave room for, oh, she kind of gets me mad this time. It's like, no, you don't leave room for that. But yeah. Because if you're committing to, to serve her for the rest of your lives, then know that you're going to have to deal with that. So if it's getting on your nerves now... Like, bro, no, (laughs) don't do it. As as a good quote says, you know, ask not what your girlfriend can do for you, but what you can do for your girlfriend. That's the the, the good quote. um, To the point of relationships, I do want to talk about divorce. Because I think to Teme's point about, like, the standards that we have and just, like, you know, just, like, the, the service element of it. There's, there's a reason why God said what He said about divorce. Which, mm-hmm. if you guys don't know, um, it, I, I I think it's in Matthew. I'm, I'm not gonna read it um, verbatim. I'll, I'll put the verse in in the video. But God, but God pretty much says um, that people shouldn't divorce unless it's for adultery. Mm-hmm. And there's other passage. Oh man, look at you with the yeah, with, with, with the six. <laughs> Love to see. Um, actually, the verse is in Mark 10. Uh, I'm going to start from verse 3 where it says, Jesus answered them with a question. What did Moses say in the law about divorce? Well, he, he permitted it, they replied. He said, a man can give his wife a written notice, notice of divorce and send her away. But Jesus responded, he wrote this commandment only as a concession to your hard hearts, but God made them male and female from the beginning of creation. This explains why a man leaves, leaves his father and mother and is joined unto his wife, and the two are united in one. Since they are no longer two but one, let, let no one split apart what God has joined together. Then, yeah, I think the, la- the next part is where he explains it. Yeah, and then, uh, and then in verse 11 he says, He told them, whoever divorces his wife and marries somebody else commits adultery against her. And if, if, if a woman divorces, divorces her husband and marries somebody else, she commits adultery. And there's also a verse that I want to read too that kind of gets at like the whole weight of divorce of divorce and marriage and like why you know jesus is such a is like just not with divorce at all <clears throat> so the first part of it says so i'm reading in ephesians 5 where it says on verse 22 where it says wives submit to your husband submit yourself to your own to your hus- own husbands as you do to the lord for the husband is the head of the wife as christ is the head of the church his body of which he is he is the savior now as the church submits to christ so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and give himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, 
Husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother to become united with his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each of you must love his wife as he loves himself. The wife, the wife must, must respect her husband. So with that context in mind, the purpose of marriage in itself is to reflect the covenant that God created with the church, with Christ and the church. Like husbands are meant to love their wives as Christ loved the church, and wives are meant to, uh, to reflect their husbands as the church does with Christ. So for... So that so keeping in that like marriage is covenant like it's a very strong agreement pretty much saying that no matter what you go through whether you gain weight become depressed become you know become sad have an accident or whatever lose a limb whatever the case is I'm gonna stand by you I'm gonna love you forever and that's just like what what and that's what it is but, but when you look at at the world in general too it's like nobody kind of. It's, it's 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 rare that somebody honors that all the way mm-hmm. because when you see celebrities especially like I mean to, to use Kanye as an example <laughs> ever since the Kim divorce which you can argue about you know well, was was Kim ever meant to be his wife were there troubles yeah. whatever the case is but like after the divorce happened stuff just went left like he started being more on Instagram being more erratic posting his kids like just doing stuff that like you know, forget a man of God, like, as a man, that's, like, just not, that's, like, disrespectful towards your wife and your children to, like, do this, to, like, do, do things that he was doing. And then even when you look at the situation with Gavi, uh, for those of you who don't know, Gavi is a Christian rapper who was, uh, a, well, right now, it, it's a legend, but it's pretty much, at least in the grand space, like, confirmed that he did it, where he was sending pictures to women, un, 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 unsolicited pictures to women while he was married and then and then and then he he got divorced shortly after that um which you know as the bible says you know for adultery you can divorce your wife or whatever else but that happened in 2020 and we're just not seeing the 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 fallout of that two years later like i'm i'm and i'm I'm not saying that people can't can't get divorced and like have happy lives like if you get divorced and you're able to co-parent and do all that kind of stuff then praise god but the intention for marriage was not to be separated. Like the Bible already says, what God has joined together, let no man separate. And I think a lot of the times when we look at the world that we live in, in relationships, it's like um, people don't really honor that because they don't know the context that it's supposed to be in. People just look at marriage as like, oh, I, I like you, you know, let's let's get married and do this and whatever. They get married, they get married for the wedding and not for like the actual, you know, covenant and the agreement. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's I just think it's interesting to like see like because I wrestled with that verse a lot when I was like first getting into, into Jesus and all kind of stuff. But now that I'm older, I see it now clearly, and I'm like, so so, so this is why you said what you said. And um, I know we probably have people in our lives whose parents have been divorced, and even ourselves if we have people in our lives that have been divorced. But like, what do y'all's take on that? I'll go. Um, I'm with you, like. I'd say there's a lot of things that can, you know, surround divorce, whether, you know, and we don't know all of the, you know, extracurriculars that led up to it, you know. So, yeah, I agree. Like, marriage is definitely, like, once you have that covenant, 
and you know you like you know you did it because it was like you know the covenants with God as well, then you should do your best to keep it. Like you should do your best. And at times, sometimes you know people's best like isn't good enough, or something happens where it can damage the marriage. You know, like beyond repair, whether it be as you said, like you know adultery or you know something else. But I feel like adultery would be like one of the main things and like the first things that it should be used for because like you know at that point like if you can't trust like you know your wife or her husband then like you know why are you together so <clears throat> yeah that's that's the first thing but other than like other than that if it's like something for you know like like petty or you know because like you know you really figured out like after the fact that this isn't what you thought it was then it's like well, what got you this far and why did you want to marry this person if, like, after the fact, you were like, oh, these aren't really the things that, you know, <clears throat> I wanted or I thought you were. Like, going back to, you know, the first stage of, you know, quarantine, there was a report that I don't know, like, the exact percentage, but all I know is that divorce lawyers, they made a profit during that first year of quarantine and it was because people who you know were recently married or been married for a year they were spending a lot of time together because they were inside together and once you were inside you know you got to see the ugliest of your partner and like you know marriage and relationships they bring out, like, you can see it, like, it bring out the worst in you sometimes, especially when you're living with a person. Because in a relationship, you know, you're, you know, you're seeing them a lot, but you're not living with them. But once you live with someone, then it's like everything's on display. Like, very few things can be hidden because they will come out in marriage. So they made a killing off of those, like, divorces. And honestly, if you can't stand living with your you know, your significant other all that time, then why did you get married in the first place? Like, going back to it. Like, if you saw these things and, you know, you went ahead and said, okay, you know what, I'm still going to get married. And, like, at the first, you know, like, hint of, you know, like, frustration or something, you're like, oh, you know what, this isn't working. Then it's like, why would you make that covenant as, you know, like Tame said, it's like, or as you said, it was like, you know, through thick and thin, and, you know, you're supposed to, like, you know, be there even if it's, like, you know, arguments or, as you said, it's, like, you know, what you're really making me mad, then it's, like, people make you mad, like, all the time in your household. Like, your sister, your, you know, your parents. Why'd you put, well, like, you still put up with them, so why not your wife? Or is it because you thought that this was something else and now you want to go see if, you know, another woman has, you know, what you're looking for? And if that's the case, then you might never, you know, be satisfied because each person has their own individual flaws and, like, no one is perfect. So going back to the whole, like, you know, notion of divorce, you know, should it really happen? No, but, you know, what it does for circumstances that, you know, we may never know or that are, you know, like, out of our control. Like, you know, I don't... (laughs) I make a point to, like, you know, never pry into, like, you know, what happened. But, you know, like, should marriage just stay? Like, honestly, I still think you should try. Can you 
in a happiest, like, you know, state of mind, co-parent, if that's the case, yes. The thing about the adultery aspect, like, I under, like, I understand it. Be, like, if it was just for fun, like, you know what? I got divorced. I'm going to try and see if, like, there's something else. Then it's like, okay, yes. Because, like, you purely just, you know, divorced just because you didn't want to be with her and wanted to find someone else. So it's basically, you know, like, cheating without cheating. Like, kind of, in, like, a grandioso scheme. But, you know, if there's, like, extern- like if there's, like, extreme consequence, like, extreme circumstances beyond the divorce, and then, like, after, like, I'd say, like, you're, like, you know, what, two or three years, but not immediately, you go find someone else because, like, as we said, like, we weren't made to be alone, then it's, like, I don't see if, like, it fits in, like, the realm of, like, adultery, but yeah, I can sort of, like, see that aspect. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, I'll add on, because, like, you know, my parents are separated, so, like, mm-hmm. I've seen, like, live on how, like, you know, sometimes it's better to be, like, apart than together it's in certain situations. And, like, I really come to understand, like, sometimes you shouldn't keep yourself in. And it's, like, say if you're in a, a toxic situation with your significant other, like, sometimes it really is better to stop, like, maybe I can work this out. It's like, nah, you know, sometimes it's just, like, yo, this is clearly not going to work. My mental health, for everyone's health around you, it's better if we just make it off, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not trying to get into all the details, of course, but, like, clearly, sometimes if, because my mom, I, I told my mom about it, she was like, yeah, you know, I definitely rushed into it, and I ignored certain red flags when I was younger. I was like, okay, that makes sense. So, like, um, while she was staying in that relationship, you can see that, like, the red flags just didn't go away. It's got better, you know what I'm saying? And she tried to make it work not only for me and my sister, but just, like, you know, because you know, in the Christian community, it's like, if you, like, separate, or it's like, they look at you in a way it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. Especially because my dad also a pastor, so they, they were like, oh, shoot, so if we separate, I was going to be like, oh, you're the pastor, though, so why is your relationship not working? Like, you got a divorce? Like, what? Um, so that's why you kind of kept it working. But I'm like, you know, although they might look at you that, that way, like, are you really going to sacrifice your own emotional and mental health because of how the, the church views you? I'm like, even though, like, the situation might not work at the time, I feel like it's better if just... It, it, it's cool. You know, that's why they're separated, not divorced right now. Um, but, like, it, it was for the best, I, I would say. You know, it's better to really take things for your betterment than just stay with what other people might think of you in that situation, especially if the church might think of you in a certain way. So I, I definitely you know, understand, like, how divorce be. For sure. For sure. Mm, yeah, it's just it's a very uh, sticky. I think I was reading a verse. Uh, first Corinthians 7 that says that the woman should not leave her husband and even if she does let her remain single or else be reconciled but like what 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 about in spaces where reconciliation cannot happen then um what does that look like but yeah I, I I still stand by shoot lessons for me is to know what I'm stepping into before I step into it I think mm-hmm. that's 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 definitely the lesson that we can learn from divorces. And I think what is also important too for us as Christians, especially when navigating through uh, relationships, is the spirit of God. Because then again, everyone could mask themselves or pretend to be someone. You know, I could pretend to be to be someone that I'm not at the beginning of a relationship and I could sell a girl this image and she would like fully eat it up. You know, she would fully believe that, oh, this is who this guy is. 
And then when I eventually grab her, it's like, all right, now it's for me to reveal my true self. And she's like, whoa. I activated my trap. He said, he said things, things are not adding up. Like, like yo, so I think that, that discernment is definitely needed. Where it's like, okay, like, how am I navigating through this? Like, am I reading the, the, the red flags? But yeah, divorce is, is truly indeed a, a real thing. And I don't think we can, we can speak against people who have been through that because of like like for example people have been through abuse that caused them to, sure. to, to go through the divorce sure. and, you know god's grace covers all those things yeah. but then again it, it shows us that we should indeed read all the signs don't don't let anything go before we dive in you know i think paul says he says uh um, for those who are who, uh, of you who are not married, I'll I'll prefer for you to stay single. But <laughs> then again, let me let me let me read it the way he said it. Because then he yeah. says, then again, like if if uh, he says, uh, this is First Corinthians seven. He says, but if they can't stand to control themselves, they should go ahead and marry. It is better to marry than to burn with lust. With lust, and yeah, like. Go ahead and get married, but <laughs> also count the cost before you get married to know that this is what I want to get into. For sure. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, you know, you know, the viewers, like, stuff happens. I'm not saying that, like, if somebody abuses you or abandons you or, you know, anything like that, you should leave. Because what Tammy said, like, God's grace covers that. Um, but to that point also, like, we are... We are trying to emulate a kingdom lifestyle in a sinful world. So, with that, that's why stuff happens. Like that's why people, you know, get into, in, into things too early. That's why there's abuse. That's why there's trials and tribulations, like all that other stuff. But I think there's something to be said just about the the magnitude of marriage. Because to Teme's point, like what Paul was saying in in Corinthians, like even though Paul never got married, he understood the magnitude of what marriage was like this 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 like unbinding covenant between two people that can't be broken no matter how much it's tested and tried which reflects the connection that God has to the church and um i just think i just think i think that, that, that for christian men and christian women there's just there's just something to be said about that because even church like church takes marriage most of the time <laughs> very like like tr- like in a trivial type of sense like where they they always highlight like you know the 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 couple goals and the IG pics and the wedding whatever else but like it don't matter how there's there's gonna be days which I've seen from in my own family like there's gonna be days where like it don't matter how fine you think she is or what how big your house is like y'all just mad at each other mm-hmm. and that, and that and that, that's that's just, that's just how it's gonna be for the next few days and y'all gotta work through that and I think. You know, for for those for those of us who have parents that married young, my parents married super young, and I look at them and I'm like, God definitely watched over y'all because I don't have to, I don't have the patience. Like, it's <laughs> true. yeah, true. <laughs> like my, my my parents got married. My mom was 20, my dad was 21. I'm like, how how like that? Like and, I I have no idea. And going off of your point, like right there, it's like I feel like the key word you just mentioned is patience, and I don't think that's something that a lot of our generation has. Like I'm just I'm just saying it right now. Our generation does not have patience, and our gen and our parents, you know, they talk a lot about oh your generation, you know, doesn't know what love is. And I think we touched base on this like a little couple episodes ago. But it's like, yeah, 
Like I'm, it's it's like you know every like every day I get on you know social media or it's like I see or hear something, I'm just like, you you guys aren't wrong. Like, our parents' generation definitely had a better understanding and patience of love than we do, and that's like, and I feel like that's because they didn't have the technology or you know like the media. That we've had because we see, you know, celebrity couples get married, break up, get back together, you know, they have, you know, a few, you know, years together and they like, you know, break up again, date like someone else's who knows like them and everything. And it's like one big saga. And then like we had to grow up with that. So just imagine the impact that that had on us. As we grew up, and like now we're getting into relationships, and it's not just like us who do have that mindset. Other people have that mindset. Men who are our age have that mindset. Women who are our age have that mindset, and it's just like okay. And as you like, you know, said it's about service, but now it's all about what can you do for me instead of what can we do for each other, and then. Once that happens, it's like a tug of war until, like, one party breaks and then, like, breaks off the marriage or breaks off the relationship. And now you're back at, like, ground one or, like, ground zero on how to, like, you know, proceed because it's, like, it's literally, like, you know, a lack of patience, a lack of understanding, a lack of, you know, the covenant and, like, you know, how God wanted us to interact in our marriages and in our relationships all because of, you know, like, the songs that we hear, the shows that we watch, you know, like, Bad Girls Club, loving hip hop, you know. Although we watch it, you know, like um, Real Husbands of Hollywood, like like yeah. those things. It's like Christians do watch those shows. Like, don't let viewers don't be fooled. Christians watch secular shows too. Like, right. we, like we do. Is it good? No. Is it is it entertaining? Yes. Yes, and it's like, and I'm it, it is entertaining. It's like you can't expect you know like. Christians to just like you know, uh, actually no, I'm not gonna go there. Like you, know, it, I, I was gonna no, I'm not gonna do that. But it's like you, you just don't want to expect us to just like quit all secular music or like shows and just be like, all right, you know what, Bible twenty four seven, Bible shows twenty four seven. I'm watching this. I'm watching yeah, this. Like if it, it's like it's, it's, it's like if I have to be watching VeggieTales, I'm gonna be doing it. No, no grown man's gonna be watching VeggieTales. <laughs> In, no, or like any like Christian show because like that's just not what we are like made to in our peers. They're always talking about a show, and it's also influence. So all these things come together, and it just impacts your relationships and your view on relationships. And that's why honestly, it's harder for our generation to get into relationships and stay in relationships that eventually form into marriage because of what we see, what we hear, and what we see our peers doing. Mm. Like it's so very hard. I definitely I don't like. I'm top patience. I'll see like in relationships like as dudes. So I obviously speak for myself. Like I don't take too many things as serious as like say like as some of like like one woman would take it. Mm-hmm. Like say I'll do a situation but, like you know it's whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But then she's like yo like this is a problem. It's like that communication got to be there. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you know you don't take it as serious. And then I take it, you gotta be empathetic of their feelings. You know what I'm saying? You gotta yeah. be like, 
right, you know, they got the understanding of like why they're taking it as serious as they are, and be like, you know, it's not that, it's not that deep. It's, it's whatever, it's whatever. It's like, you know, <laughs> like I, I, I be doing, I'm like, yo, like, yo, why are you tripping over this for? Like, you know, it's like it's really not that. Like, <laughs> Hit him with that. It is what it <laughs> like, is. You know, it's, it's like every everything a, a man feels, the woman magnifies it four times. Honestly, right, and then right. like everything, like you know, the woman, like you know magnifies or something like the men would be like oh you know what like it's like it's not, it, it, it's not it's not that big like i didn't you know i didn't cut the grass okay look at it it's like a forest out there and it's like bro it's like an inch like it's an inch longer <laughs> right, than it normally right. is it's like <laughs> chill and think, then like i think those the, the two of them they kind of balance each other out yeah, mm-hmm. they balance each other out but it's like it's more so you know having a common ground which is boundaries which is standards because you know, if you're if you want to be with a woman who likes it hot and you like it cold, then obviously that's not gonna work. And you're chasing after her because she looks nice without really knowing like how she operates or if there can be any compromise in your relationships. Because relationships are all about compromise, not the three fifths compromise, but a different com- <laughs> but, right, right. but but a compromise. You know, I just shout back history month. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but like it has to, it has to be a compromise on like you know both ends because it has to be something because you two are coming together to you know make something that you know magnifies God's love and for that to happen you have to you know how we always say you know we decrease more of us for Jesus yeah. when you're in a relationship you have to decrease more of yourself for your significant other. Because if you always go into it with, I'm not decreasing myself for, like, you know, no one or, like, have that man attitude. It's like, all right, I'm just going to, like, you know, talk down on my partner because, like, you know, I don't really, you know, need to understand what you're thinking. Then that's being harmful to her, being harmful to God and to the covenant. Then for the woman, if she, you know, does, you know, the same, but from, like, on her end, then it's just going to create, you know, like, turmoil, like, distress. And then it's obviously going to, like, resolve into, you know, like, divorce and i'm gonna say one thing like there's a whole you know notion on like therapy and people going into therapy couples therapy helps too oh no like couples that like it's not like if you're in a relationship please don't think that you can or in a marriage please don't think that you know if you two go to separate therapists that that can also help it's not because those therapists are going to be telling you two separate things that you're going to come back to each other, tell each other, my therapist said you're doing this. Well, my therapist said that you're doing this, and I need to tell you this, and I need to tell you that, and that's just not going to work. It's, it's, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. It's just going like, to like, invoke more of the turmoil that you're already causing. So couples counseling, it works. Go. Please go. Mm-hmm. I will also add, like, yo, sacrifice, yo. Like, so a lot sacrifice. of y'all, say, bro, <laughs> a lot of y'all do not want to sacrifice nothing in his mind, Lord, because, like, yo, y'all trying to be single together, and that's not how things work. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, speak on it. Everything, that's a bar, man. Everything y'all was doing, that, y'all was single. That's something I wanted to talk about. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're doing with single, it's not going to... Not gonna keep going when you're together. Like something's got you gotta let it go. You can't keep everything you had. Game nights, exactly. Like sometimes you gotta sacrifice for each other. It's just a natural part of relationships. You know what I'm saying? That's just how yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you want to say? Can you say you want to talk oh, about? Oh no, right. I was gonna talk about like how there's now a safe zone for people where let's do everything a married couple do, but let's not get married. So Yo, that, that when, we, when we break up, it's safe. I mm-hmm. see that so often with like 
everybody wants to do the couples thing without the commitment. And it's, and it's like, like, what's the point? Because then you're because then you're you're confused because you don't know what y'all are, and then you don't know what you're doing because you don't know the situation that you're in. It's just it's just like a whole. Like, why Everyone are you go- looking for an like, easy way out? Why are you going on vacation if you don't have the intention of being based? Exactly. Like, why are you doing all those romantic getaways? Like, I'll pay for the ticket. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to be, have, like, a same bed in a hotel, nice hotel, and you'll do all these fun things. And then, we get, and, then, and then when we get back, it's like, <laughs> ask friends. Yes, and the, like, exactly. <laughs> like, on Twitter, like, there's this caption. It's like, this, but as friends. And I'm just like, no. Hello? I'm like, <laughs> like, part of me wants to jump out, but I'm like, this is Twitter. I need, like I need to tone things down because these people don't know these these snow the IQ of a potato. But um, it's like yeah, like like it's 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 almost like friends with benefits. Yeah. And that and that and that would not fly. So don't, it's, don't, it's, don't be a coward and be scared to commit. Exactly. It's it's, it's don't yeah no like commitment. If <clears throat> as Tony said, if you're gonna go in through it, going all the way, you can't be you can't be hot one day then cold the next. It's it's not it's not gonna work. Like, you can't be, you know, like the song I'm Hot and I'm Cold by Katy Perry. Like, you, you can't be two sides of the same cold. No, because honestly, that's like, that's a relationship. What happens if, you know, you are friends with benefits because you don't know what you are. You start getting confused. So, don't how you it. doing? Don't like, y'all, don't, y'all going on dates. Someone's like, well, y'all, oh, that's the homie. Like, what? Like, like what? <laughs> you, 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 oh, yeah. You her, buy her a car. <laughs> it's like, like, hello? And then, when you're, and then when you're done, you take the car back because it's in your name. Exactly. You take the car back, and I'm just like, it doesn't work like that. You gave her a gift. Gifts don't work like that. The ghetto. Because it's not a it, it's not a gift if there's strings attached to the gift. Sheesh. Which is Sheesh. like I'm not gonna lie. As they say, most people get married because I mean it's like it's like you know sex is the end goal. Like that's like that's the end goal for them because like you wanna that's your one like thing into marriage because everyone's like oh I'm waiting till you know I'm married. Oh bet let's get married then. And then when you have it, it's like all right you know what. Uh, we did it. <laughs> now what? <laughs> now, it's like you have no substance after it because that was your whole goal for getting married. And then you take the car back, you take everything back, and it's like, all right. Or some people even get married because of. All right, I'm post that on the gram. We look, we, we look cute together. Look at my husband. I'm, I'm look at my husband and my kids. You know, so when when you get into a relationship, it's like it's, it's still about yeah, it's still it's still about me. Exactly. You know, me, it's me, like me. oh yeah, this is my husband, this is my my family, and then like you run to issues like oh yeah, this this people are not acting the way I want them to. So then, so like some people just get into relationships because of the image, you know, the idea of like having a family, your own family, rather than like going in with the consideration of like you said sacrifice like country you know someone else like someone else who's completely different from me having their own values that i have to now communicate with and we uh have a, a common ground where we meet and like say okay this is how we're going to do what we're going to do as bruno mars said at best he said my ego is my needs and my selfish ways to cause a good strong woman like you to walk out my life dang boom bruno mars <laughs> new my man new but yeah, it's all about selfishness. If there's anything to learn from this, like, you know, keep it 
<laughs> keep your ego checked and couples counseling. Before but before divorce, try couples counseling. Don't don't let it be your don't let divorce be your first thought. Let it be your last resor- um, resource or uh, last resort. 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 There we go. Because yeah, if you if you end up running away from your problems all the time, it would it would eventually catch up to you. Even even not only like marriages, like friendships. You know, your friendship is not working out, and you guys say, "Yeah, let's stop talking." It's like the next friendship you get into, you'd run into a problem. How will you handle that? Exactly. Would you keep running away from all your friendship? And then you have this idea in your head, like everyone is bad, everyone is evil. It's like, no, you're the problem. You know, y- you didn't address some things that you did wrong <laughs> mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm, caused. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, we gotta we gotta always address issues that we have. You gotta put your behind in your past. Actual, mm-hmm. actual. Well. <laughs> we got like five, six minutes left. Lord. So, Lord have mercy. So, I mean, we could speed run. <laughs> I mean, we could do like you know one, like one more topic and just like speed run it. All right. Uh, or, or we can cap it off here and spend time here. Is it? Is it on my topic that's left, or is it? Oh, it's also mine. It's both of y'all's. But like, uh, what's yours? Mine's about the like how we financially support our committees and capitalist system and. The most about shame. go with yours. Let's go. Okay. All right. Let's. All right. We got five minutes. Let's go. <laughs> we so got I'm, five I'm, minutes. I'll, I'll do a <laughs> overview. So yeah, I was I was watching a TED talk, and it was talking about like oh things that we need need to hear in the black community about like um like how black capitalism doesn't work. So I was like, okay, um, what do you mean by that? So I watched a few more videos. He was trying to talk about how like you know if someone says they make get successful in their in their community, most of, most of the time they'll help their families and their friends, but not be like the entirety of the community, right? So they're like, yeah, don't don't mask it as if you're helping the community or whatever. So. I was trying to say, okay, so what answer do they oppose? Suppose, like, whatever. So they're like, um, okay, socialism. If you know what socialism is, it's when um, the kids commit this community owned and like everything is spread out evenly between amongst the community. So I'm thinking, okay, but like, if that's the, if that's the way you want to do it, I mean, someone that has to be whoever gets big in that community will have to spread out their wealth to the rest because not everyone is going to get big at, a, at the same rate, especially at our system where. The wage gap is just so huge, like it's just pretty. It's only a handful, and like in a, in a group would actually be at like a top percentage to be able to spread the wealth in a way that, that makes sense. So I want to like see what, what y'all think. Like, how can we be able to support others in our communities in this system that we're in, where it's kind of meant for us to be in, in a gap regardless? That's kind of how I want to get y'all opinions on that. Honestly, it's hard to say because everyone you know that's from like who who like who all makes it right mm-hmm. to like there's a pressure. To give back to the community so everyone can succeed, right? right? And if they don't, then it's like, all right, like you, you're not rocking with us. But also, you know, you got people who are afraid to go back to their like, you know, the places where they came from because now that they like they made it big, everyone thinks they should make it big too, and that you should help them. And then you get the situation where happened, like you know, Young Dolph, you know, rest in peace. Like he went back just to you know, like, you know, get some cookies and ended up getting killed. Mm. And like, same thing with, like, Nipsey Hussle. He went back to his area, and he ended up getting killed by the place that he's helped out, like, more, like, times than, like, you know, anyone. So, it's, like, yeah, it's 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 difficult. It's a trigger. It's, like, a slippery slope because, like, people who make it big, they left for a reason. Right. Like, they, like they clearly left their area for a reason, and it's more of, like, a demand. Like, it, it people are entitled now. And they're entitled to stuff that they didn't work for. And while I think that, you know, around the area, yeah, you know, in a perfect world, 
you know, we we would all be helping out each other, and we would all be like, you know, lifting you know each other up. But like, you know, unfortunately, there's you know issues with that because there's people who always you want to take, take, take instead of give, 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 and then they have this like thing where it's like, oh, I supported you like then. You know, like given, like you know, like coming out to like one of his shows or something like that, like one time, and anything they should run it to the bank. It don't work like that. So, honestly, like in a perfect world, yes, I do believe that when like whoever makes it like big in the black community should definitely, you know, like be helping each other out and like you know pouring more resources back. And plenty of people do. That's like they get like underlooked instead of the people who made it big and like they're getting overlooked. And like, there should be a little bit more gratitude in then, but. They, there should definitely be a little bit more pouring into resources, but at the same time, people sh- shouldn't feel entitled to attacking people who are already giving because they got greedy. Yeah. Um, how do we support each other? I mean, I pretty much just, pretty much just side with Josh on that. Like, the system allows it so that only a few of us get rich, <clears throat> and then when we do get rich, they keep the they keep our like financial attention full focused so much on us that we don't want to give back as much for fear of being like too black or looking too black. Um, but I think for this next generation, man, like giving back, but like unashamedly, and also thinking about about what you want to give back to. Because if you say, "Oh, I want to give back to to you know schools," cool, but like what? Excuse me, but like what in the school do you want to give back to? Like. Do you want to get supplies? Do you want to uh, do you want to provide them with like new technology? Do you want to um, help the teachers pay so that way they can be more intrigued on helping the students? Like there's stuff, there's stuff to it. And I think when we make donations a lot of the time, it's just like, oh, I'm gonna help this cause. Well, like every cause ha- has a root to it. So if you don't if you don't put money into the root, it's gonna keep on eroding. So. I think if you're gonna donate, if you're gonna do something like that, make sure that you know where your money's going to, and make sure that the cause is good for it. Yeah, and I think uh, your both of your points kind of stuck things. The idea of being entitled and the idea of like, what are you giving to? And I think when you give to a cause rather than to a people, then it's easier for you to do that. Um, where it's like, I'm not giving to a specific people just because of who they are but i'm giving to them just because of what it can do and i think that would definitely help us navigate going through it where it's like i'm not just giving to my own people but now i'm giving to the people um because of the effects that it would it would bring yeah i think that's good i think that's good um yeah, well, that was the show for today. We, we want to thank y'all again for rocking with us and for sticking with us. Um, we appreciate y'all for continuing to pour into us and encourage us to make this content. Like, a lot of people, a lot of our friends, like, you know, hit, hit us up on the phone or whatever on IG, and they're like, yo, we love the podcast. So we thank y'all for watching. Uh, have a blessed week, and we hope y'all have a good one. Stay safe, stay black, stay blessed, and we out. Bye. See.